Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Jesus died on a cross to provide the payment for all sin so that salvation is a free gift. It's not on the basis of what you do or what you accomplish or what you stop doing. No, no, no. It's, it's His righteousness. It's a free gift. But He does that, and the only way He could do that is as King of Kings. When we get in disagreements with others, we often think that no compromise can be made. Today, Pastor Robert wants you to know that as Christians, we can have disagreements with other Christians and still live in harmony together. Jesus has already paid the price for our sins and we can live forgiven in unity with other believers. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 5, as he continues his message, Fruits of Faith. Do you realize it's possible to be in one accord, perfect unity, as Christians, and still disagree about stuff? It is absolutely essential that we learn to do that. It's critically important. We have to understand this. My mentor, my very best friend in the world, we disagree on a very fundamental doctrinal issue. Amos talks about, is it possible for people to walk together if they're not in agreement? And the answer to that is no if it's concerning essential things. But see, Michael and I agree that the Bible is authoritative. You understand that's a foundational issue? Michael and I agree, the authority of Scripture, we agree that Jesus died on a cross to provide the payment for all sin so that Salvation is a free gift. It's not on the basis of what you do or what you accomplish or what you stop doing. No, no, no. It's, it's His righteousness. It's a free gift. But He does that, and the only way He could do that is as King of kings. Lord of lords. So you've got to come to Him on that basis. You can't come to Him and add Him to a collection. You come to Him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you're accepted because he already knows how messed up you are. That's why he came to begin with. That's why he went to the cross and paid the penalty. See, Michael and I agree on those essentials, and we're convinced that on the basis of the righteousness of Jesus Christ imparted to us, we're going to be in heaven together worshiping him forever. 
And the other stuff is, well, we can disagree on things like politics. We can disagree on non-essential doctrines. These people were in one accord in Solomon's porch, but I promise you, they were a bunch of humans. They did not agree on every little detail of life. They started arguing about whether or not Gentiles needed to be circumcised before they could go to heaven. Think about that, you 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Well, listen, you're going to go to hell unless you get circumcised. And a whole bunch of people were saying, wait, wait, what? It was a big deal. And they, there was a big disagreement, and the apostles had to pray about it and settle it and get it resolved, and we'll come to that later. But they had some disagreements. Verse 13 says, Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. What does that mean? It goes back to Ananias and Sapphira. God had judged Ananias and Sapphira. He killed them because of their hypocrisy. Because they said they had sold everything, or had sold this piece of land and were giving everything to the church. And God called them on it. He called out their Hypocrisy. There was power in that first church because there was purity. And God ensured it right here. But see, this put an end to the church's experiment with communal living. It wasn't socialism, by the way, like a lot of people want to suggest, because socialism is it's a different animal. Altogether, socially, do you understand that Jesus doesn't require people? You know, he doesn't require people to give their stuff away or sell their stuff and give part of it to somebody else. But socialism does that, and it's something that it makes it incompatible with Christianity. Pure socialism and Christianity are are diametrically opposed cannot work together. But moving on. Verse 14 says, believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits and they were all healed. Listen, the Bible doesn't say specifically that people were healed when they came into contact with Peter's shadow, but it's strongly implied right here. I mean, why else would people start coming from the cities around Jerusalem, bringing people and laying them out, hoping Peter's shadow would fall on some of them? I mean, this is highly unusual. Would you agree? This is not totally isolated in Scripture. We'll get to it again in chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19, verse 11, we're told, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out from them. Wait a minute, what? Well, it gets even weirder because see the word that's translated handkerchief, the Greek word actually means sweat rag. Sweat rag, you know, like a sweatband, like you'd, you know, you put on a sweatband, you're going to go play tennis, you're going to go for a run. Paul was a tent maker. He was, make, he was a leather worker who made tents for a living. 
He's working with leather. He's doing his work, and he's got the sweat rag and this apron, and, and apparently people were taking his sweatbands and his aprons to their sick friends, and their sick friends were getting healed, and word got out, so people started bringing all kinds of sick people, and they all got healed. Now, we need to think about this for just a minute. Two somewhat similar scenarios, right? Paul with his sweatbands, Peter's shadow, and people are being healed. How? I mean, the Bible says it happened. How in the world was it happening? And that's where we come to the topic of the fruits of faith. I want to suggest two possible answers to that question of how these healings were happening. First, it is possible that God had imparted to both Peter and Paul such dynamic spiritual power that somehow it was even present in their sweat and in their shadows. I don't know. But 2 Kings chapter 13 gives us another unusual miracle to look at. It seems to suggest that kind of possibility. 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 20 to 21. It says, Then Elisha died, and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. So it was, as they were burying a man, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders. And they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood to his, stood on his feet. Now, you understand what just happened here? They're in the middle of burying some guy. I mean, he's dead. There's no doubt the guy's dead. They're burying him. But they realize that this band of raiders is coming upon him from the people of Moab, and they got to quickly do something. Temporary, temporary solution so we can fight for our crops, our livestock, our families, our homes. So they just quickly put this guy kind of over in Elisha's tomb. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in Acts when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. 
When you call, please let us know if we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more, right here on Main Thing Radio.